In the beginning was the world. See, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? He's just a You think Jesus was some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with international gospel recording artist Alfreda Mitchell. Now, Frida has travelled all over the world performing for some of the biggest names you've ever heard. Have a listen to this. Oprah Winfrey, Bill Cosby, George Bush, Bill Clinton and President Obama over in the US. It's just an honour to have her here in the studio here with us. Welcome to History Makers, Alfreda. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, uh, when I first walked into the radio station here today and saw you, I just saw a glow coming out (laughs) of your face, a smile and a shine. Praise God. uh, You can see that um, you've got um, Jesus living inside you. It's wonderful to see. That's right. I Um, love the Lord. Let's find out a bit of your story. Uh, Tell us about uh, where you're from and what your upbringing was like. Okay. Mm. I'm from from America, uh, USA, San Francisco, California, USA. Um, Grew up with uh, six uh, brothers and sisters. I have uh, five brothers and uh, one sister and myself, which total of seven. Uh, grew up in a very, very strong Christian uh, family. My mother always believed in us having family prayer together. And she didn't care where you went on Saturday night, but Sunday morning, everything in her house had to go to church. <laughs> Regardless of how you felt or what you were dealing with, you had to go to church. So very, very strong uh, Christian background roots and um, just prayer and fasting and praying we did all that together as a family which made the, they always say in america the family that prays together stays together so um that's that's my history of my family and what about um your teenage years you know often these kids that are brought up in church they tend to stray a bit in the yeah. teenage years how did you go did you yeah did you keep it real or I, <laughs> I had to keep it real uh we came from a church where they were really it was uh considered a mega ministry uh back in the late 60s late 70s 80s uh we had a uh, hundred voice choir uh, i was a part of that choir but i joined church when i was five years old so uh we grew up from praying and fasting and everything all that was a part of my life so I was very, very religious as a kid, very strong Christian backgrounds. So, uh, I'd be outside playing and then going house to, for my prayer time and pray as a kid. And then I'd come back out and play with the kids and uh, be praying for everybody at school. And everybody loved me at school and was following me around. She's a Christian girl. Yeah, that's me. I was never <laughs> intimidated at school because my life was so big in our ch- big church outside of school and things. So I was trying to get the kids to come to church and that kind of thing. But um, life was really, really good, really good for us. And tell us about the steps it took from uh, just being a part of your church to actually having a traveling ministry, you know, uh, going into full-time ministry, singing and performing. Um, I think just really being faithful to my church all those years because I really didn't leave my church till I was 30 years old. And started a, a ministry of touring and things like this from five to 30. I mean, I was right there and he, my pastor knew that he could depend on me for the radio, for the TV ministry, uh, just being faithful to that. And I think when God saw my heart and I wanted to venture out and do some of the things that I wanted to do because I was faithful to that, he was faithful to me in blessing me and the things, uh, 
uh, being able to sing for Oprah. And he said he would take you before great men and women of God, and he's done that. I've even sang for the president of Italy. Yeah. Yeah, I've been wow. to Italy and Paris mm-hmm. and the different countries and sang for the royal families, wow. things like that, yeah. So tell us about what it was like singing for Oprah. Tell us about that experience. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually in uh, Chicago f- uh, for a revival, and uh, we had uh, sent over facts. I guess one of the members had sent over facts saying that we were coming, and she was interested in the fact that I was a recording artist and an international artist, and I ended up on the show. <laughs> she was doing a show on entertainment with Steven Spielberg, and um, that day she was doing two shows on the Holocaust and the experiences that some of the people went through in the Holocaust and uh, entertainment, and I ended up talking about uh, being interviewed for uh, gospel and enter- what makes it entertainment and how do you separate the two and how much you should be making and what you should look for and that kind of thing. It was a really nice interview. I had my 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> really good. Now, gospel music in the States is huge. It's major. You know, over here in Australia, we've got the Christian music scene, yes. and, and a lot of it is rock. rock. And there's a bit more R&B flavors coming yeah. into it, but we've probably heard of artists like uh, the Winans. Yes. You know, I know you've, you've sung with Vicky Winans yes. and some yes. of the Winans family. We may have heard of Kirk Franklin. Yes. Uh, some of those guys. Uh, uh, Fred Hammond. Yes. You know, some of those, are, you, you hear them in the Christian scene a little bit. But yes. tell us what gospel music's about. Is it all kind of, you know, uh, black gospel? Gospel music, is it to do with the lyrics? Like, what defines uh, gospel music? Um, Gospel music is uh, healing for the soul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, you could could be going through something and you hear a song and you just release. I mean, before you even know it. I mean, you get the hair bumps on your Mm. arms. That's the anointing just covering you and you're able to release Mm. and feel the presence of God in Mm. gospel music. I think it's food for the soul. Mm. Yeah, Mm. for anybody. And people call it black gospel music, but all the songs and most of the songs that we do, they're in the hymn book. Mm. So they're for every church, everybody. It's just a style and a culture thing that we may have that just takes it over the top a little bit. But mm. it's anybody can sing Amazing Grace, mm. you know. But when you hear a black person singing, it's like yeah, Amazing Grace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I, I, I know I didn't ask you about this beforehand, but, you know, people are probably curious to know how you go a cappella. You know, you yes. just mentioned Amazing Grace. Would, yes. would you want to belt out a tune for us yes. here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Amazing Grace is really <laughs> yeah. easy. You see, Amazing, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. could go on and on and on. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was a bit worried you were going to say, gosh. no, I can't sing on cue. Well, I do tons of acapella. Oh, you can yeah. sing on cue. Right? Yeah. <laughs> i got shivers up my spine. <laughs> I'm sure there are people all over the world now pulling over their cars, <laughs> wiping the tears away from their oh, eyes. Look, going. to God be the glory. In Italy, in those countries, you have to do... Um, 
uh, spirituals and acapella numbers before you get into the stuff with the music and the drums, and because they really they really appreciate that much more than the traditional sounds or the contemporary sounds. So if you give them that, they'll listen to your other stuff. If you don't, they'll get up and walk out or mm. just start booing or something like that. So I had to learn. <laughs> I had to learn a lot of spirituals and a lot of um, uh, hymns and uh, anthems and things like that. Yeah. Mm. Now I'm curious to know some of the roots of gospel music. Yes, now, we hear about the, you know, the the Negro spirituals. Yes, you know, hundreds of years ago. Yes. tell us a bit about the history. Do you, do you know much? Of, a little bit about yeah. the history is uh, a lot of songs were sang for colds. Mm. You know, um, couldn't hear nobody pray way down yonder by myself. Couldn't hear nobody pray, and then another slave would know what that meant, and they would go sing it to another section, another area, and they would meet up because they knew what each song meant, mm. you know. So it was like a little secret secret codes in the, in the songs, mm. you know, that I'm hurting, um, I need some help, I need to get away, you know, that kind of thing. So mm. they did it through song. Mm. Yeah. Now let's just touch on that for a moment because, you, know, um, you know, racism has been a big issue in the past. Yes. Uh, I think the younger generations today – uh, it isn't as much of a problem as it was for our parents' yeah, generation. Yeah, they're not having perhaps. it now. Yeah. yeah but, you know, you've got a black president. Yes. In the, in the U.S. now, you know. Yes. Now, you started out singing at the age of five. Yes. And uh, you ended up songwriting. Yes. Tell us about how your songwriting career began. How old were you and how did the songs come to you when you write um, them? I think I was my first song, I was probably around 19 or 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And most of my songs come from dreams. I hear really? a song in a dream. I could be sitting in a service or somewhere, and I'll hear a song, and I'll hear somebody sing the song and not see a face, mm. that kind of thing. Most of my songs have come from a uh, dream. So I keep a tape recorder by the side of my bed, so when I wake up out of the dream, I can uh, record the song and, and remember it You know, when I wake up midday. And uh, the devil's trying to take it from my mind. I've already recorded it. So I, I keep a tape recorder by my bed mm-hmm. to... Uh, capture the songs that God gives me in my sleep. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now, I, I notice in your bio here that some of the songs you call them sermonic solos. Yes. Yes. Now, um, some people might be familiar with um, what modern churches are doing these days. Yes. Yes. Uh, some people here, you know, listening might only ever been to a traditional church where right. they just have the, the music or, right. you know, the homily or the sermon or whatever. But right. th- there's a big move in churches these days to have creativity yes, in services. They and, do. They and do. having gospel artists singing a solo. They you do. Know. Tell they us do. about um, how, how much influence that has on a church service before the sermon. It does. Yeah. I was um, blessed to be a part of uh, Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. Fred Price. Um, just the mega, mega, uh, Bishop Kenneth Omer is my godfather in LA and they have like 20, 25,000 people, 30,000 people in their churches. Noel Jones, mm. uh, 30 people, 30,000 people. Mm. So, um, one day I was, um, in Texas, uh, with Dr. Tony Evans and I saw all these cars and these seats was filling up like bumblebees. You just see it, you know, and it was just, and all these people were coming through every door. So when I was in his office, I said, what are you doing? What What are you doing? What's different? And they said, well, when you get to the church and every Sunday, everything's the same. People can close their eyes and say, okay, this is coming next. This is coming next. You don't want that. 
Because in those churches that I just mentioned, you never know what's going to happen. The praise and worship team is going to do their thing. The choir is going to do their thing. You never know if it's going to be some mime dancers. You never know if Freedom Mitchell is going to be there that Sunday morning, that kind of thing. So it gets the people that I got to get there and get there early so I can get a seat because ain't no telling what my church is going to do or who we're going to have this morning. (laughs) And so they said when he said when he was small, he started off saying, you know, come to my church. I give you $25. He said then the $25 went to $200. Then the $200 went to $300 to be able to give an artist to come because the people loved it. They gave mm. when they saw something different and something new. Mm. And um, so the churches really, really grew. Mm. And um, then they start doing the sermonic solos. We call them, uh, you guys call them items, but we call them sermonic solos. Mm. Uh, before the preacher preached, you have somebody that's anointed in mm. that area to usher the presence of God in. Mm. Uh, even after the praise and worship is saying and the choir is saying, but it's just a particular mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that, that person is able to give, and it makes preaching easy. Mm. And uh, for the last five, six years, I've been called to do that. Yeah, wow, yes. that's wonderful. And yeah. the thing is that um, a lot of people, when they come to church, they have a wall up. Yes. You know? they, they have a, they're like, oh, I've been stressed, I'm busy, here yeah. I am giving my time at this church. Yeah. What, what's going to happen next, you know? Yeah. And then they hear a song like yes. Amazing Grace, like yes. you're just saying, this beautiful sermonic solo. Yes. And what happens? The walls come, come down. down. They come down. They're they open to. to receive what yeah. God has to say to them. Yeah. And they the don't message. even have a choice whether they come down or not. They just come <laughs> down. Yeah. 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 So, so you're like a wall breaker wherever yes. you go, hey? Yes. You better watch out. <laughs> say, give me a mic, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> the walls are coming down. Yeah, they're coming down. Uh, <laughs> Reinhard Bonnke, he, he says that saying, when you preach the gospel, yeah. the gospel happens. It happens. And that's the thing. When someone comes to Christ, things happen. Things happen. Their life gets changed. Yeah, and it's know? supernatural. I was just telling him downstairs, my son downstairs, it happens supernatural. Like you, if you're praying about smoking and you uh, pray to the Holy Spirit, because my thing is Jesus died on the cross. And when he died, he said, it is finished. Mm. He said, I'm going away. I'm going away. I will not be available. But I'm going to leave you another comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. So people still praying to God and Jesus and wonder why their prayers aren't getting answered. You know, you start off with the Holy Spirit and you end it in Jesus' name, and you'll see some difference in your in the things that you're asking for. Mm. A lot of people have gone to the grave. You know, mm. he said, I'm not here. I'm going to leave you another comforter. It's like your mother saying, I'm leaving away, and when I go away, you call uh, call Matt if something happens, and I'm still calling somebody else, and Matt is just waiting on me. Do you know, and yeah. then that's when the angels respond, mm. you know, and when you repeat his, his word back to him, that's when your prayers get answered. And mm. when you pray to the Holy Spirit, that's when your prayers get answered. Mm. That's when things happen. Mm. And a lot of people just don't get it. Yeah. And it's yeah. so plain. The Bible said the way is so plain that a fool couldn't err. Yeah. So it's, it's so plain. Yeah. It's yeah. so plain. But when we get it, we can get it. Mm. That's wonderful. News. Yes. That's good news. Yes. Now, the other song we're going to um, have a listen to now is uh, a song called The Glory of the Lord is Here. Tell us about that song. A friend of mine uh, wrote that song, and um, he said he was just in his room, and the Spirit came over him, and he said the presence of the Lord was in the room and uh, just wanted other people. When he went to church that morning, he said he was just so into everybody wanting – he wanted him wanting them to just go into the presence of God and just worship him. So the song at the end just says, worship him. Everybody in the room, everybody in the church house, let's just worship him. Mm. Beautiful song. It's a more of a praise and worship, more of a ballad, mm. a ballad uh, song, praise and worship song. It's really, really beautiful. Mm. Mm. Yeah, That's wonderful. Well, uh, Alfredo, I reckon you're a history maker. <laughs> I'm just so blessed to hear um, of the doors the Lord's been opening for yes. you. Yes. 
Um, yes. Tell us, what, what do you think of Australia? You enjoyed your time down under? I love down under, and mm. I love the people. I love, I've, I've had a uh, learning the culture, because sometimes uh, you can uh, get offended, and I say, why are you still talking to me? You just offended me. But I notice all the Australians will do the same thing, so it's culture. Mm. And now I don't take offense. You know, the first two years I was like, I ain't ever coming back, you know, that kind of thing. But <laughs> some of it, a lot of it has been culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just the way we do things, yeah. they may not do it like that. Yeah. So I find myself always asking first, you yeah, know, is yeah, this yeah. good or is this not cool? Or now that I know, too, I can just go on and just start moving in the way that I like to move. But mm, mm. Uh, a lot of it has been culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's been such a blessing to get to know you. Thank you. Uh, now, um, if people want to find out more about you, uh, what's the best website for them to go to? Uh, FridaMitchell.com, www.FridaMitchell.com. And uh, I also have a MySpace page, uh, Frida Mitchell, MySpace.com, backslash Frida and the word success. That's the name of my group. And... Uh, I can be emailed at uh, Frida2005Productions at yahoo.com. Okay. Now, we've got a few CDs to give away today. Yeah. Uh, one of them is from your son. Yes. Tell us about him. He's uh, 18 years old. He's a, a preacher. Uh, he's been a youth pastor since he was 15 years old um, because the anointing was so strong on him, he's a, even as a baby. Uh, so he's a old fella in a young body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he preaches like he's maybe about 30 years old. And uh, he's gone around the world with me, so he's seen different things. He was with me when I sang for President Clinton. Mm -hmm. And uh, just life is totally different for him, and he sees things through a different eye. Okay, so we'll uh, give away these albums. Send an email to info at historymakersradio.com, and uh, the first three people to uh, send an email through will get a copy of the album. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure, Matt. God bless you. God bless you. That brings us to the end of this week's show. You can listen to this interview again or any of our other interviews. Simply go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us. History Makers.